0: It's been a hot minute since I covered technical topics on this podcast. Plus, I heard a really good one today. So I really wanted to share that with you. It's with the CTO of PlanetScale, Sugu Marani. I guess. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but whatever. He was a fascinating guest. And I thought he had a really good Elon Musk story that I promise is going to be relevant. So let's listen to the Elon Musk story and then I'll tell you why.
1: Tell us that story. What, what happened between you and Elon Musk? <laughs> so uh
2: this was year uh year two thousand Elon had just founded x dot com He had okay. sold off uh, zip two, which was his previous company okay. and uh he was considered one of those up and coming uh entrepreneurs he wasn't yeah. as popular as he is today <laughs> yeah uh but uh when I read x dot com uh if you read the description then It said that it was an online bank. Okay. So, it's basically Wells Fargo, you know, there's Bank of America. Now, there's X.com, which basically is a bank that is trying to bring, you know, internet. uh, Yeah. uh, You know, trying to add into like uh, an internet first bank, you know. Makes sense. Okay, uh, yeah. So, that's what it looked like. So, I said, wow. So, if it's a bank, I better be formal, you know. Uh, (laughs) So, I wore a tie and suit you
1: know? <laughs> oh no it, i'm assuming the dress code was a lot less
2: formal Not, uh, not even <laughs> like that that turned him off instantly so i'm sitting there he walks in and says who the hell are you <laughs> i'm here for an, uh, an interview oh why are you wearing a suit <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so uh so it turned out that uh, uh, this is uh, 2000, where the boom was happening, mm-hmm. 99 2000, mm-hmm. and there were so many me too companies. Uh, mm-hmm. that are saying, "I'm going to change the world." Kind sure. of companies. A lot of copycats, and though. I had been interviewing with mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of them, and none of them were none of them had a real story. They were a lot of them were just no. They didn't. They didn't even have. They didn't even have code written. But had raised wow. money from VCs because that's how desperate VCs were, you know, to give you money. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that said, I have an idea, got money. It was the height of the bubble. Yeah, it was the height of the bubble. So, I had interviewed and I was completely disillusioned saying that, oh my God, this is, this is a disaster, <laughs> you know. Like, there is not a single company that has anything viable. Huh. So, I show up there. I'm extremely. I'm kind of very low energy because i don't expect anything from this interview because sure. all previous interviews were disasters in my opinion i just walked out yeah yeah and uh, this one i was like okay you know, let's hear it out you know <laughs> let's see what you got <laughs> yeah and so that came across to elon as a guy who has no energy you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he was kind of disappointed uh, and I was wearing a suit. No, that's like that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> two strikes. Uh, two strikes. <laughs> and uh, and I am like, and as I'm hearing his story, by the time the interview ended, I was so excited by what he was building. Huh. I just couldn't believe. I said, "Oh my God, this will change the world." You know, that's that's basically how I ended up leaving. Yeah. But that's not how he ended up seeing me. Sure. <laughs> so later down the line, and I went through a recruiter. Okay. So and the recruiter says, "Hey, guy, hey, you know, now they are going to pass on you." you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they're not interested. They they think you have low energy. I said, "What sucks? <laughs> Give me Elon's email now. I'm I'll I'll send him an email." <laughs> <laughs> so I sent him an email. Essentially, I guess what uh, paraphrasing what I did was yeah. I. I basically sold him back his own company. I, huh. I, I told him why this is going to be huge. Yeah. And uh, it turns out that apparently he was struggling to uh, convince his, the greatness of his company to his own employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he saw that and he, he was impressed that I was able to see what he saw. He even sent that email apparently to everyone. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, told him, see, there's a guy outside, you know, who believes in what we are doing. And <laughs> so he called me back for an interview. And now I can see, uh, I can now looking back, I can see everybody was smiling. Everybody like was passing by, you huh. know, giving me second looks and smiling. because you were they the all guy. Knew. You yeah, the I was the guy.
0: guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So, yeah, the rest is history. Then I joined x.com. And then soon after that, X.com and PayPal merged. Okay. Uh, and that's how I ended up at, at PayPal. Do, do you remember what it is uh, you, you said in
1: that email? Because I'm sure everyone who's listening who's ever bombed an interview, you know, <laughs> just, I think everyone <laughs> is like, what do you say? What, 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 do you, what do you say in an email that gets you that like, second chance with Elon Musk of all, of all people?
2: So I think uh, uh actually I relate to what I said even now because what I said was the the most important thing is that I am sold on this vision and mm. I will do anything to be part of it is essentially hmm. is essentially what I said yeah uh I don't care what you offer me you know but yeah this is this is like this vision is awesome this is going to change the world so i want to be part of this i don't care uh my low energy don't don't you know uh that's because of situational Play, yeah. Basically, yeah. Don't don't read into that. It's, I I I need to dig up that email. I don't think I was as eloquent as I am now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you dig it up, we'll link we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, like, I'll find can. out. We'd I'll see to... if I
2: can find it. This is this is literally twenty one years ago. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so, hopefully I was trying to think of email systems back then. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Do you even so, remember what email you used in, in those days? I, I think days? it was
2: Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo. Okay yeah so so it may still be there it may still be there i i should go i should go look for it
1: yeah fascinating
2: yeah so uh uh, he may not remember me but i think if you if i reminded him of the story he will remember me if i meet him ever (laughs) again if i told him this
1: yeah yeah it seems pretty memorable i mean (laughs) he comes in and sells your company back to you so well uh (laughs) like probably better than he could describe it. He <laughs> yeah, shared it with the entire company. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so this guy has established that he is a better salesman than Elon Musk. And now we're going to ask him to sell PlanetScale to us. And I think this is the best answer I've heard about PlanetScale so far.
1: Tell me about the, the kind of key selling points of PlanetScale. So, you know, the front page says serverless database platform. What, what does that mean?
2: So here's here is what is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the industry, uh, Vitesse actually uh, was kind of, in some respect, the first step towards what PlanetScale became. Uh, what we tested was, like at YouTube, we ran, we literally ran tens of thousands of nodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that's how big the Vitess deployment was at YouTube. Wow. And uh, there is no there is no DBA team that can manage anything of that size. It's just too many nodes. Just 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 too many things, too many nodes, and those tens those tens of thousands of nodes were running on Borg. And Borg is kind of the, the Google internal predecessor to Kubernetes. It's the predecessor of Kubernetes. It was in the Borg cloud, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the the shutdown of a pod, you know, is something that is not. Human generated, right? So, if you look at previous to that, even today, MySQL uh, deployments, there is a DBA watching over that machine, it's right? Super manual. It's super uh, super manual. It's like a pet. And when not we deployed yeah. Vitesse in uh, Borg, we had to kind of uh, make it developer friendly, make it such uh. that a DBA was not needed to be watching over those nodes. So we had to actually automate a large part of those things away. You know, I see. So that we could deploy things at scale. So the uh, the DBA's role actually changed where they were not they they would not manage a single instance. They will be doing things for the cluster. You know? Yeah. So that's I think now the uh, that trend is now more prominent. They are called DBEs or DBRES. There's lots of names. They're, they're uh, going from
1: kind of like minding individual pets to being like uh, cattle herders to managing
2: fleets. You know. Yeah, so yeah. that's so that was kind of what we tested did for okay. at at YouTube. So which became extremely relevant at Kubernetes. Yeah, but it was still a. a, It still had an administrative mindset, uh, where you still had to know a few things. Sure. Uh, The the way I would describe and uh, and now what Vitesse is evolving into is uh, I I kind of see two types of developers uh, in the in the community. Mm -hmm. There are the tinkerers Mm -hmm. and there are the builders. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There are application builders. Yeah. Uh, They are kind of non-overlapping. They want to do different types of things. Yeah. The tinkerers like to install software, configure it, play with it, you know. Sure. Uh, Vitesse is a tool that is... That relates to that type of person, you know? Go. They like to learn, you know, what is like this v schema? Nitty-gritty, get yeah, your, yeah, uh, yeah. hands dirty, roll up. How yeah, do I yeah. configure this relationship in this data, you well, know? Like diving I, into cool. Unix internal. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are actually, this one level above Unix, it's more like um, understanding data, modeling. I see. Uh, uh, modeling relationships with them. It's like... Uh, doing cool things with the data. Like when you're okay. shard, you know, like optimizing... Yeah, your yeah, sharding yeah. algorithm. So, so that's what Vitesse relates to. Yeah, and then there's the other category, which is the application builder. Uh, they don't want to. The the if the biggest turn off to an application builder, mm-hmm. you say, I want something. You say, how much CPU do you need? <laughs> That's, you've lost them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like... How much I, I don't
1: I don't want to care. Just I, I figure it to, out. I yeah. don't know how
2: much I'm going to need. You know, whatever it takes, you know. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. give me something to get started, you know. Yeah. So, uh, or like, uh, uh, you know, like, those are, those should be taken away. So, if the developer comes and says, I want a database, say, here, here's a database. You know? So, yeah. that is, uh, so the planet scale is for this person. The person says, "I want a database," and we shouldn't ask any more questions. You, know? yeah. <laughs> uh, you want a database? Here's your database. You know? Yeah. Uh, how do I connect to it? Here's your connection string. Yeah. Go. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, another big problem that PlanetScale solves is uh, is the problem that's been plaguing the database industry which is uh, managing schema deployment. Right. So if you look at, uh, if you go to any developer and they, if you ask them, why did you go, like a large number of them who like databases, right? Who like SQL. Yeah. Many of them are using key value stores. They, they like SQL, but they're, they're using KV stores for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they decide to use KV stores. Yeah, yeah. Say, why did you do it? You know, it's because of schema. I just don't want to deal with the headache of... Schemas, huh? Uh, it's uh, it's almost a universal story. Yeah. But then, the what people have been the the database industry has been saying, well, it's necessary. You know, schema is necessary. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and needed. You. And know, you're database. talking s- specifically about like schema, like migrations or like con- conversions, right? It, yes. Yes. So that that's that's where the disconnect came, right? Okay. Nobody tried to go in and find out why schema is such a big headache
1: yeah i mean it's almost like a type system right like it imposes certain constraints but then this thing can change
2: too yes and not only that it's not only a type system it's a system it's a it's a disruptive system right Mm. the moment you deploy schema right you make a small mistake you have an outage that goes into many hours yeah Uh, right one small fat finger yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you have a Enormous outage of yeah. epic proportions. Yeah. So that's very scary. So you cannot just say, oh, I, here's schema change. Boom. Done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, so these, these fears, and, and because these, uh, this unsafety exists, right? Where you a single small, small fat finger can, pro- so the, mm-hmm. how, how do companies solve the problem? They install gatekeepers. Sure. To prove people to review your change, you only know? certain people
1: can directly access
2: the database, and you have to can go access the, And they will yeah. review your code. Yep. And I, I have a schema ready that that is ready to be deployed, but this DBA is on vacation, you know, and now I have to wait three days for them to come back. Yeah. Or they are busy, you know, fixing, taking backups. Yeah. So, they are not available, you know, because the DBA's job is not to wait for you to, you know, wait. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, That's not their priority to review your schema change. Yep. So, uh, the the entire process becomes a huge headache. Hmm. And so, uh, uh, Sam, who is our C, uh, chief product officer, uh he kind of developed that system within GitHub in in some sort. Hmm. Like so an when automated Yeah, he came. Yeah, uh, he, came. he said, I know I know what the developers want. Yeah. And this is what you're going to So the, this this whole thing is was his, his his idea. Uh that's awesome. To to say the and and you can see like in uh how how the developer community is responding to these features. They're saying, I've been waiting for this all my life, is, <laughs> yeah. is what the what, what the developer is saying, yeah. uh, which is like self-serve schema, self-serve safe schema deployments. Yeah, with with the full power of SQL, just with none of the, the hassle. With none of the hassle. And also uh, the way we deploy the schema is uh, underlying, um, I don't know if you've heard of Ghost, which is the MySQL schema deployer no uh which is basically it allows you to deploy schemas without downtime okay got it so like if you have a billion rows in your table <laughs> and you want to add a column yeah mysql is okay. going to lock that table yeah yeah uh, and <laughs> and you're not going to be able to write to it yep. and ghost actually allows you to uh to do the deployment without locking the table got it basically by it's called ghost which stands for GitHub Online Schema Tool. But it's also ghost because it creates a ghost table for you. Oh, I see. Uh, and That's the trick. It just like copies stuff It performs an over. atomic okay, switch. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out that Vitesse has uh, the same technology called vReplication hmm. as a core primitive that you can use. That's convenient. And uh, the author of Ghost coincidentally happens to work for (laughs) PlanetScale and coincidentally decides to implement that same feature in Vitesse. Yeah. (laughs) So the same uh, offline schema deployment uh, now uh, is available through Vitesse.
1: I feel like every organization or company that operates um, a database, uh, they... they over time, accumulate a bunch of scripts that automate certain tasks, you know, whether it's a schema deploy or, you know, pulling, you know, certain pieces of information. It sounds like you're just like productizing all of that and turning it into like a, you know, out-of-the-box,
2: non-hacky, non-duct-taped solution. Exactly. Like, uh, I mean, uh, it's, the writing is on the wall, right? The GitHub kind of showed this model for source code uh, already. Uh, as as a viable model, right? Where they took took away uh, what each enterprise had internally and productized it as a generic uniform method of managing source code. Yeah. And now enterprises are all moving towards that, right? Instead of having each one implementing their own way of managing source code. Yeah. uh, We are kind of doing the same thing for databases.
0: I think it's really inspiring when people can take a piece of technology that everyone takes for granted like something like as simple as mysql or not simple it turns out but also just open our minds as to how much better it could be because if you think about it from first principles users just want some connection string somewhere they want to throw a bunch of data they want to have very secure migrations and the technology doesn't work like that today but it could so he's solving a bunch of hard problems uh to, d- to do with that and i think he has a lot more plan that he doesn't let on for example if you go to his twitter you can see that he thinks he has a better consensus algorithm than Paxos or raft so very interesting guy i can't believe i haven't heard of him i'm checking out some other talks by him now